game on. It's time for Wolverines Weekly. Conversations with WDC coaches and athletes. Let's hustle to it. Hello and welcome to Wolverines Weekly. My name is CJ Baumgartner. It may be chilly this time of year, but Wolverine sports are hot, hot, hot. There's a lot going on at WDC, and we're going to break it all down, starting off with an interview with Wadena Deer Creek head boys basketball coach Kevin Toomberg coming up next on Wolverines Weekly. Play ball! Booyah! We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. Up next on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys basketball coach Kevin Toomberg. And coach, just uh, give us the update. What happened with your team over the last week? Yeah, so since we uh, last talked, we had, we had the one game on Tuesday. Um, we went over to Monaga. Um, it was a boy-girl doubleheader, so a lot of fun, a big atmosphere. Um, you know, and, and varsity, we, we were able to get out a win against a very hardworking um, athletic Monaga team. Uh, they had a, a fella, last name Burtonin, that uh, decided to have a really, really good night against us. I think he had about 30 points, um, and he was making a ton, a ton of tough shots. I think probably 15 of those points came um, in the final six minutes of the game where uh, we were trying to throw all sorts of things at him. He's a bigger guy where um, we had Kobe Snyder on him for a while, and he was just posting him up. So we put Nate Peterson on him, and then he was making some threes. So he uh, he really kept him in the game, and he made a lot of big shots. You got to credit them, but our guys were able to make some plays uh, to close out the game and uh, come away with a win. Yeah, you know, a big win like that, uh, one coming out late where Monaga made that comeback, uh, and uh, you know, you guys still led all game, and I think that's uh, just kind of a unique thing when that happens. You know, as a coach, uh, what's it like trying to just keep everybody in check when a team is making a comeback attempt like that to kind of keep everybody level-headed on the same page and try and hold off for a win? Yeah, we had a, a pretty good lead. I don't know if it was like 10 or 12 points or so at halftime um, and kind of kept it at about that margin for a good chunk of the start of the second half. Um, and they slowly just kept chipping away and we couldn't really pull away. Um, so just letting guys know, I don't think we we were ever really in like panic mode just because we were able to still get a lot of good looks at shots that we were wanting. Um, but a lot of frustrations definitely came out uh, from the players and the coaches as far as how we were um, handling things defensively. Um, so the last two days, uh, huge points of emphasis uh, just on some of those things where hedging on the screen or help side and all that good stuff, um, just making sure we're at where we're supposed to be, um, especially in crunch time, you know, because there's going to be, uh, you know, a lot of teams that we have left on our schedule that are going to be giving us um, good tests and good pushes uh, where we have to have a lot of those things figured out. Uh, otherwise, we're going to end up on the losing side of things. Well, you mentioned that kind of crunch time. You mentioned the clutch up uh, of some players, and I thought Lyric Haug had a, had a really big shot late in the game, almost a four-point play, but made a three You know, with the contact to give you guys a two-possession lead with, you know, with under a minute to go, and for all intents and purposes, the dagger in the ball game. What was it like kind of seeing that play develop and seeing you make that shot? Yeah, you know, with our kind of our spread, just open five-out type or four-out, one-in type offense, um, you know, guys, they have they have the green light when they got a good look. The, they were wanting them to take that shot, and they need to shoot it with confidence. Um, and Lyric definitely shot that one with confidence, got fouled. Um, you know, and it happened in a big spot where I think Monaga had cut the lead to, I don't know if it was two or three or something like that, to, to give us another little bit of a cushion so it was a two-possession game. Um, you know, and we've had guys, that's, that's the one thing that kind of I was saying earlier, that we just had a lot of big baskets late by guys to just kind of keep us in the lead or keep us in a game. Um, whatever it might be, you know, against Henning, um, we would have been dead in the water and blown up by 20-plus if uh, Tessie Lohr didn't get hot towards the end. 
Um, so just knowing that we, we trust the guys and we trust what we're doing um, to, to make those big shots. So, uh, you know, for Lyric, it was just another, another shot and just happened to be in a really big moment, uh, which I think that kind of was the, the dagger to, to Monaga that, oh, shoot, you know, we, we were right there, but that kind of shot gave us the, the final win there, so to speak. Yeah, and, you know, with Lyric, we've talked with him before, uh, and he said, you know, basically anywhere beyond the three-point line, he feels comfortable shooting, and you really like shooting the three ball. And he had a run there in the first half where he was, I think, you know, whether it was his, he was like three for three on his uh, shot attempts beyond the arc or, or something along that line, he just kind of had that little hot spurt in the game, and it kind of goes with what you're saying is, you know, there's a couple different guys. If you want to take away this one player, there's still Teshi, there's still Lyric, there's still, you know, Peyton Church. There's a couple of guys where you can't just focus in on one player. How much as a coach does that just uh, uh, make you giddy in a sense? Oh, that's it's huge. Um, you know, we, we look at teams that try to, um, in the past, they've tried to box and one us or triangle into us, and they, they really focus on taking away um, Peyton and, and Teshi, and I think, you know, one game that just really stands out was last year at Mills. Um, they did a triangle and two, trying to take those two away, just faith guarding the whole night. And Kobe had a, a phenomenal game. I think he had 20-some points where um, just being able to have all of those different options available to us and, and all of those guys more than capable that we trust that they're confident in what they're doing. Um, you know, so it's really a, it's a nice kind of feather in our cap just to know that whatever a defense or a team tries to throw at us defensively, uh, you know, we're going to have answers for it. Um, and if at the end of the day, if it's not our night, it's not our night. But uh, just with the weapons that we have, we will have a good shot against anybody. You mentioned Kobe Snyder there on the offensive side of the ball and also on the defensive side of the ball. He's been a good player for you guys this season. You know, uh, him and Peyton Church and a couple other guards as well were poking the ball away on that on-ball defense. Just talk about how impressive it is to have multiple players be able to, to have an aggressive on-ball defense like that. Yeah, one of the things that uh, we have definitely not um, felt like we're struggling at is on-ball defense. You know, when when our guy is, uh, you're, you're when we're defending and the, their guy has the ball, we trust them fully to keep them in front and to to make their life miserable. Um, you know, one thing that we're we're struggling with is just our off-ball defense of any sort of help side or hedging screens, um, which those are the big things we've been focusing on. Uh, but yeah, because I know Kobe, the last two games has been on the other teams, Henning and the Monaga's best players and. Um, you know, he's getting a little frustrated because they, they both have scored 30 points, um, you know, but that's where we got to do a better job as a team um, because they're using um, Henning Missagatis and then Burton in here last on Tuesday. They're putting them through a lot of ball screens and different things where we got to be able to hedge better and show better um, to help Colby out in those situations. But, yeah, definitely uh, our, our kind of mindset and mentality is that if your guy has the ball, you got to make them un- as uncomfortable as possible and try to make their life miserable and then, when they pass on the next guy, now it's the next man up. It's your turn to do the same. Last question for you, Coach. You know, you were in that boy-girl doubleheader. Just talk about the gym and the atmosphere and just uh, the ability to kind of have both basketball teams be able to watch each other and cheer each other on. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, it, it does make it just as a, as a coaching standpoint. It does make for kind of a long night, um, you know, leaving a little earlier just with all the games going on. Um, but it's fun because there's a lot of nights where uh, maybe we're at home and the girls are away or vice versa where – it's fun to be able to see and to support each other, um, you know, really close, good friends with Coach Cressup, and so to be able to see uh, what his girls are doing is fun to be able to support them, and I, I know they're probably feeling the same way that it's fun to be able to be there to support us, so um, we're excited for it. Uh, we have another uh, wonderful opportunity tomorrow on Saturday, um, so I guess today when this is airing, uh, where we're playing a boy-girl doubleheader down at the Target Center. Uh, we're traveling down there and playing Sabika, 
Um, it's going to be in the evening. People can still get tickets um, if they want to check out the Wadena Deer Creek School's website or Facebook page. Um, they have a link on there where $30 gets you into the double header, and it also gets you a future um, Timberwolves ticket voucher. Um, so it's a really neat, fun opportunity for the kids. I, I know the kids are all on both programs. They're very excited to go down. We're going to ride down together on a charter bus and just have a really fun day. Um, you know, and hopefully we can take care of the take care of the Trojans tomorrow and have a fun bus ride home as well. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys basketball coach Kevin Thunberg. Coach, great to chat with you again. Best of luck as you go down to the Target Center. We look forward to uh, recapping it with you next week. Yeah, I appreciate it. Have a good weekend. We'll be right back on Wolverines Weekly, but when we return, we'll talk with Wadena Deer Creek head girls basketball coach Jordan Cressip on his reaction to the boy-girl doubleheader and a couple other games that are going on throughout the week. That's coming up next. We're back with more Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Up next on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head girls basketball coach Jordan Cressip. And, Coach, not a ton of action in the week. You just had the doubleheader on Tuesday night, but uh, why don't you tell us how that went? Yeah, we had a, a tough challenge, a tough matchup in Monaga. We knew, you know, going into it, they would be, um, you know, they would present a lot of different challenges for us. We knew, honestly, going into the year that they were – the the favorite going into um, this uh, this season, favorite in the conference. Um, they just have have so many different ways to beat you, and uh, you know they'll be in the thick of it in the in the section for sure. And they played well. Uh, they got a couple nice post players. Um, they got some, some good guards. They can shoot it from three. Um, they can drive it as well. And then they're just disciplined, well coached, and they showed that on on Tuesday. I thought you know I thought it was a closer game than the score indicated um you know I, I feel like we competed pretty tough um but they just kind of pulled away and we had some some sloppy sloppy turnovers and um some lapses on defense and you can't do those things against a, a good team like Monaga well, yeah, I was gonna say what's your uh takeaway from this game obviously you know you don't want to come out on the losing end of things but playing a good team like that sometimes gives you the opportunity to kind of look in and say here's where we did well here's where we can improve on and kind of use it to build uh, uh going forward what were those takeaways for you yeah absolutely I thought you know I thought effort was there I thought we rebounded well I think we all rebounded them um overall and they're they have good size and they're physical and um, that was kind of the biggest challenge going into that game was was to rebound and we did that for sure um it was just uh little things here and there like not you know getting through screens and then we got long closeouts and um you know not handling their their press you know calmly we we panicked a little bit there a couple turnovers and, and they capitalized on every single one of them and um you know that's what you can learn from a good team like Monaga is if you have any of these these mental errors, these these lackadaisical turnovers, and these, these different things, they'll they'll take advantage and they'll make you pay. And that's what we learned learned on Tuesday. Um, you know, a lot of the the things that we need to improve on are correctable. And we'll you know we've been taking a look at film and seeing what we can improve on and. You know, we're not gonna, you know, get better in one one day. You know, it's just a uh, little bit by little bit is kind of, you know, rounding all those things out. Yeah, and you know, uh, you have the, a lot of time this week from the game on Tuesday, and you don't play again until uh, this coming Tuesday. So, when you're in that practice and have that long time, is it good to kind of have that, or do you want to have a game 
right away and kind of get back to working on it? Or is it good to have that period where it's like we can really hammer some things home? As a coach, I, 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 I love it having a couple practices in a row just to get some, um, you know, co- cohesion and some consistency and, you know, put some new things in and, you know, work on, work on some different things, you know, without having to, you know, game plan for, for a game the following day, you know, that takes up a lot of practice time in itself. So to not have to, you know, we've been talking about Sabika and prepping for Sabika this week, but um, we're not going to take three days on it because we're all about development. We're all about, you know, developing in our skills, improving our skills and improving our shooting, our decision-making. And that is, that is a process and um, having a couple days to, to just kind of sit back and, and, and work on those things is nice. Tell us a little bit about uh, our Wolverine player spotlight this week. Jada Dykoff uh, in the games against Henning and Pillager. It seemed like she couldn't miss from beyond the arc. How important has she been? Yeah, she's been awesome. She's been a, a spark for us for sure on offense um, when, we, when we've really needed it too. Um, I feel like her and, and Montana and Addison have all kind of taken a jump here offensively, taken more ownership and taken more responsibility for, for what we're doing on offense and um, you know, that's just the type of competitor she is. She's a gamer. Um, you know, she rises to the occasion. Um, she wants to take those shots and, and be that player. And, um, you know, she's staying after practice and stuff, working on her shot. And, um, you know, I, the, all that goes into being a more confident player. And um, she's got kind of that, that edge. And um, she's really been bringing it the last the last couple of weeks and it's been been much needed and it's good great to see so you have a couple games next week a couple conference games uh with sabika and with verndale uh, obviously you want to get a couple games in the conference uh just in terms of uh, wins and in the standings but also kind of to avenge uh, a game where verndale got the better of you earlier in the year just to talk about how important next week is yeah huge it's huge um you know all games are important um and you might not have an updated schedule, but we're actually playing Sabika tomorrow. Um, now um, down at the Target Center tomorrow night, we're playing Sabika in a doubleheader with the boys, and and that'll be a, a fun experience all around. Taking a coach bus down there, stopping at the mall, and um, get to play on the on the big floor on the Target Center floor is going to be awesome. Um, I think the kids are pretty excited, and we got a, a good challenge in, in Sabika. They're always scrappy, physical, and and athletic and they have a couple nice players you know and um then we move on to, to next week we got a few practices in a row and then got verndale we gotta like you said avenge try to avenge that loss earlier in the year and they've been playing really really well and they present a lot of different challenges for us and then east grand forks next saturday too is is another you know section eight double a contender um they just beat pelican the other day and um they have you know, some good size and, you know, they're just a, a very good, good program. And um, so it's, it's really good to see these good teams and, and have all, all sorts of opportunities in front of us. You know, you mentioned that target center game and, and getting to go down there and getting to have that double header with the boys, just how exciting of it is it to get to go down there and play on that big floor, like you mentioned, but uh, just to kind of uh, try and shake things up a little bit throughout the regular season. Oh, it's, it's, it's absolutely crucial. You know, especially when you get the the dog days here, mid January, when um, season's kind of rolling along and you're getting all these games in, and it's getting colder and colder out. Um, to be able to get away from the mundane and 
get in that, that big arena where, you know, state tournament is obviously played at the target center and, and Williams arena. And so that can be a, a big motivator for them too, is just to get out on that floor, be a part of a, a really cool experience along with the boys and support them with, with their game as well. And just kind of do it all together. We're one, one basketball program here and um, we want to keep, keep things trending in the right direction. And, um, playing at a, at the target centers is one one way to do that and you, the target center there was a doubleheader earlier in the week in Monaga. i know there's some doubleheaders later on in the schedule but uh how fun are those from a coaching standpoint just kind of see that gym a little bit more full get to see like you said both of those basketball programs supporting each other how cool is that yeah it's it's super nice um like you said the uh the crowds are are packed and um you get a lot of support from from both teams They're able to support each other you know when we get uh in the thick of a season it's a lot of we're home they're away or they're home and we're away and we're not able to see each other probably as much as we would like because um you know like I said we're all all one program and we want to uh be there to support each other because we feel like that'll that'll help us be successful in the long run um so yeah we love those those double headers it's good for good for the community and and everybody involved we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head girls basketball coach Jordan Cressip. Hey, coach, best of luck down at the Target Center, and we can't wait to hear you talk about it next week. Yeah, thank you, CJ. Appreciate it. A doubleheader in Monaga and a doubleheader in the Target Center. It's been a busy week of basketball for Wadena Deer Creek fans, but it's a whole lot of fun. Hey, up next, speaking of big matches and multiple teams in one setting, we have WDC wrestling coach Brad Wallum in next, and he's going to talk about a quadrangular that took place earlier this week, coming up on Wolverines Weekly. Your home for Wadena Deer Creek Athletics is KWAD. Here's more Wolverines Weekly. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head wrestling coach Brad Wollum. And coach, another week in the books. Why don't you just catch us up? What happened? Uh, we had a big uh, quadrangular on Tuesday here at the Wadena Deer Creek High School building. Um, we had some section and conference opponents uh, in the building, and it was a jam-packed night. Yeah, and you know, when you have a, a night like that and a quadrangular and there's so many teams and so many things going on, uh, first of all, just how cool is it to have it at the Wadena Deer Creek School? Uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, you have we had three mats set out, two for the varsity uh, to go head-to-head, and then one mat for the JV, and we basically had like a mini JV tournament on a Tuesday night. So that's that's really exciting for the sport uh, to see that many matches taking place. Um, you know, I think it's nice to see the the days of the forfeit, forfeit, forfeit are are you know getting less and less. So that's kind of nice to see. Yeah, and you know, with a lot going on with these wrestling tournaments, like you said, there's two mats going on for for each of uh, of the matches, and then there's also the JV going on. There's a lot of stuff going back and forth. And how do you kind of, as a coach, try and keep your players ready, try and keep your players focused when there's just a lot going on? Yeah, you know, the it's tough on a on the nights where you wrestle in a triangular or a quad or something like that because the atmosphere just is a little bit different, you know, than your typical duel. Um, when you're in a duel, like you've just got one thing on your mind and that's just one match. Um, you know, so it's almost like a tournament setting. There's so much stuff going on at different times that it's just hard to keep straight. Um, so you do your best to keep your routine and, you know, you just uh, tell the kids to have a short-term memory on what, 
you know, what maybe what happened so that way they uh, can bounce back and just move on. Yeah, and, you know, with the, with the results, why don't you just give us your little, little uh, recap on how the quadrangular went? Uh, for the team, uh, we went 0-3. We lost to West Central Area, and uh, they were in the state tournament last year, very respectable team. Um, then we faced UNC. Uh, again, they were in the state tournament last year, very respectable team. They'll probably be making a punch at the state tournament again this year. And then we finished tonight against Long Prairie Gray Eagle, who is uh, back in our section this year, and they'll be a top section contender for sure. They have a lot of state tournament, you know, experience too. So, you know, <laughs> you have three teams who are very good in their in the sections that they represent. And, uh, um, you know, I thought, thought our kids, you know, wrestled hard. There's a lot of, there were a lot of good wrestlers in the gymnasium that night. Um, nothing that we should have really hung our heads. And then, you know, to kind of show how good those other teams were, Everybody of the other teams went one and one on the night. They all kind of either beat or lost to each other. So there was no real, you know, clear dominant force in that gym. It was just, uh, you know, we were just the underdogs that night. But, hey, I'll, I'll still accept how our guys performed. Yeah, and, you know, like you said, a lot of good wrestling going on at the Wadena Deer Creek Gym that night. How good is it just to have your wrestlers? I mean, I know that there's a lot going on, and maybe they can't catch everything, but, you know, when they have that off time, they can look and see some other great wrestlers and try and kind of uh, learn by watching. Yeah, that's uh, the the message I've been portraying to the kids is, you know, we, we knew we were going to fight an uphill battle on Tuesday, um, but we just need to start projecting confidence. Uh, you know, we're not as bad as a team as, what we maybe were in the past um you know i think we can now finally start hanging with some of these teams and other individuals um but a lot of that is just coming down to mentally you know the technique and the conditioning we're right we're right there it's at our fingertips we just need to start uh believing in ourselves when you mentioned that the, the confidence and getting that point of believing in yourself, and I know that for everybody it's going to be a little bit different. Is that going to just kind of? Are you expecting it to just kind of be spontaneous? Is there a point when you say it should be here? You know, when you talk about projecting that confidence, when do you expect or when do you hope to kind of see that bear its fruit? Um, I'm starting to see it in some individuals, you know, and that's I think that's how it's going to start. You know, I don't think the whole team is going to flip a switch all at the same time. I'd love it if they did. Um, but yeah, I'm seeing individuals, you know, you got Mason Brock and uh, Hudson Scholes are really coming in strong here. Um, you know, James Seelhammer's had a great season. He's uh, just been a whole different wrestler uh, this year that he has last year. So I'd say those three individuals uh, from the mentality standpoint are like, you know, they're starting to buy into the process and they're starting to, you know, um, really go at it. I mean, uh, seniors like Eli Benning, um, I've seen a lot of him turning the corner too. And, you know, he wrestles a lot of great wrestlers and he wrestles them real close. Um, I know he's, there's still losses and it still hurts, hurts your mindset to lose, but you're losing a very close matches against some very good opponents. So that, that's proving that you're, you're right there and you're capable. So, Brad, why don't you give us an update on some of the girls wrestling? I know, of course, you know, throughout the, the weeks it's a little spontaneous with that, but what can you give us on an update on the girls wrestling? Um, yeah, it's feast or famine. Some of the girls have, you know, had a lot, a lot of matches. Some girls uh, haven't wrestled since before Christmas in a competition setting. Um, you know, uh, Nevaeh McManigal, she had three matches on Tuesday, and she's 3-0. And I believe her season record is 11 and one, or even 12 and one. 
which is outstanding for a first-year wrestler. And uh, she even joined us late, uh, I think about two or three weeks into the season is when she officially joined wrestling. Um, she tried basketball out. You know, she had been a basketball player and just said, you know, I'm going to try wrestling. Um, and she has been dynamite. Um, so <laughs> that's great for her. Um, other girls, you know, Charlie Snyder wrestled on Tuesday. Uh, she had one match, and she won hers. And uh, Kaylee Enders had one match um, against a very tough West Central Area opponent, um, and she lost that one. Um, but they might meet up again here in the section tournament in February. Yeah, and uh, Coach, I guess let's just take a, a look at the week ahead. What is on the uh, schedule for the upcoming week? So Monday, uh, we don't have school, but the ninth grade team, so that would be all the 7th, 8th grade, and ninth graders, uh, there's a like an informal, or oh, I guess it's a formal uh, kind of a state tournament just for those middle school JV wrestlers. Um, and the qualifying tournament or the section tournament, if you want to view it as that, is in Perm on Monday. So our guys will be competing there. And if they place in the top three, they'll advance to the state team tournament in Mora uh, next Saturday. So good luck to those wrestlers. They did really well last year. Last year is the first time Wadena's ever participated in the team portion. And we finally we have enough numbers where we can fill uh, pretty much a full squad and we can compete with you know, Moorhead and DGF and uh, a lot of these other bigger programs. So it'll be exciting. Yeah, and, you know, you talk about that opportunity of getting those younger kids to wrestle. How important is that for those kids to get some good reps against kids their own age and they're uh, close to their kind of quality level? How important is it to get those matches? Oh, that's that's the ticket to building a successful program. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of stock in youth wrestling, obviously high school wrestling, but if you can actually, in my opinion, if you can focus on that 7th, 8th, and ninth grade, that is where your, your money is going to be made. That's, right. That's where you're going to see return. Um, because, you know, if you could, that's when you get kids to buy in. Um, maybe you can get some newcomers out, you know, and uh, that's when kids are going through puberty. So, I mean, there's a lot of things can happen in those years. And if you can get them bought in in 7th, 8th, and ninth grade, and if they stick at the ninth grade, then they're they're probably going to be around for graduation. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head wrestling coach Brad Woolham. Coach, great to talk with you again this week. Best of luck, and we look forward to recapping with you next time. All right, thanks. A lot of great conversations with the Wadena Deer Creek coaches so far this morning, but we have a couple more, including an interview with Wadena Deer Creek head of boys hockey coach Robbie Grendahl. We also will talk with our Wolverine players spotlight this week, Jada Dykoff. That's all coming up next on Wolverines Weekly. You're listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys hockey coach Robbie Grendahl. And coach, another week in the books. Why don't you catch us up? What happened with your team? Yes, well, we were fresh off of a game last night uh, over in Long Prairie with Prairie Center. That one uh, didn't go so well. We got off to a slow start uh, behind 2-0 at the end of one managed to score a couple of goals in the second, but the game uh, game ended up 7-2. They got into penalties on both sides, injuries, bench got shortened. So now, uh, now today we've got some pieces to put back together. We dropped the puzzle box and we'll have to go back to it here and, and figure out some new combinations here for, for sure the next week and see what, see what that brings. 
Well, yeah, and you know, you talk about the figuring out the combinations, and already has kind of been the theme of the year, just the numbers, you know, ebbs and flows, not quite where you'd typically like it to be. And, you know, as a coach, it kind of uh, goes on you and your staff to, to figure things out. What's the process like of trying to put everybody in the right position? Well, it's, <clears throat> to be quite honest, it's a, a logic puzzle. So there's only so many combinations, but in some cases there are many combinations. So you just have to try to figure that out. And, and we did a little juggling last night um, before we had to, and, and we did that in practice to see, and mainly for us in hockey with the line changes, we were trying to trying to get some speed redistributed throughout the lineup to try to generate um, a mismatch. And we got that. We got that on a couple of uh, couple of shifts. Then we ran into some penalties that boggled some things up, and then injuries. And we had been injury free um, up until up until this point. So with um, we, we've already got a short bench right now. So we'll go back to it's just we kind of game out game out a scenario on paper with many different line combinations. So the you know the info is available to us to be able to plug in. Um, Right, right in a moment's notice during during the game. So that that part isn't quite so complicated. But just sometimes that chemistry, t- trying to find um, who's going to click together. We've got guys now in and out of their normal positions. Um, we're a- asking them to do an awful lot right now. Yeah, and you know you have an opportunity to quickly turn things around with a, a game on Saturday afternoon or uh, at uh, Wadena Ice Arena against Mayport. Uh, you know, does it kind of help to have that quick rebound and, and try some things out, or is it you know maybe ideally you'd like to have a, another practice or two to flesh some things out? Oh, I, I think I think you're right, CJ. I think it I think it helps that sense of urgency to bounce right back. Uh, we won't have any time to dwell on this. It's we we don't really need. Um, new parts, new ideas, we, we have to do what, what works and, and get back to, to doing that. And that's uh, oftentimes the, one of the inconsistencies of, of coaching. You can go out one night and be spectacular. Focus plays a, a really big part in that. So we, we're trying to implement some in-game checklists to keep, um, keep players focused and keep them, you know, every shift coming in 30, 40 seconds, getting a, a breath of air and, and really focusing together as a group, as a unit, communication. Hey, here's what we need to do on our next shift, and hope, hopefully they'll um, they'll get in into that groove here. And what's the uh, early scouting report? What do you have on Mayport? What can you tell us? And what do you need to do to get a win? Well, I think what we're going to have to do is just keep doing what um, those small, really simple, simple things that that we know are effective. Keep keeping pucks to the outside. We've got to shore up some things in our defensive zone. I don't think they're going to come to us with, um, with anything wild and crazy. It's just going to be a matter of us uh, eliminating mistakes, winning by subtraction and taking care of taking care of our end and controlling the things that we can control. When, when we do that, we, we stay in game, games deep. We're winning games when we do that, but, We've got to find that consistency to do that. And obviously you guys are going through trying to find that consistency and trying to, like you said, put the puzzle pieces together. But who have been a few players that have stuck out in your mind? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but who have been a couple or a few or whoever comes to mind of some guys who have been working their tails off and just uh, at the very least deserve a little shout-out? Yeah, well, the the whole team, That's that's been the frustrating part. Is It's been 
the the attitudes, the buy-in, everything, um, you know, effort, practice. That we just that was the frustrating part. We came off of maybe one of our best practices, and that seems to be kind of the mo of this group. When we don't have a really great practice, following day we'll go out and play a game and play really well, and and sometimes we have a really good practice, not. But I think um, I think our main uh, main highlight again so far has has been in the net. Gunner has has been able to to weather the storm for us and and give us chance. He had a huge stop last night on a penalty shot, um, kept us in the game and and his leadership as well. Um, we're we're getting uh, lots of great leadership from everybody showing up to practice. We don't have to deal with with a lot of those team issues that many teams do. So that I, I would just say absolutely every one of the, the players in terms of their commitment, not just to the team, but um, to themselves, to one another, to the coaching staff, extremely respectful, hardworking. Um, and that's the frustrating thing when kids go out and you know, they're trying and it's not working for them. You, you feel really bad that it's just not clicking. There were, you know, a few games we've had bounces just here and there and, We'll we'll get it. We we just gotta snap this streak. That's uh and sometimes to be quite honest with you, maybe maybe stepping away for a day might be the answer to that and just take any of the pressure that they might have off of them and, and regroup and we'll we'll have some time here in the schedule to do that as well. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys hockey coach Robbie Grendahl. Coach, appreciate the time. Best of luck with the game on Saturday and we'll talk about it next week. All right. Take care. We'll talk next week. As we wrap up this week's Wolverines weekly program and podcast, we're going to do it by playing an interview we had earlier in the week with our Wolverine player spotlight. We are able to catch up with girls basketball player Jada Dykoff before practice. Here's a little bit of what that interview sounded like. Time again for our Wolverine player spotlight. And this week we're putting the focus on Jada Dykoff, a sophomore on the girls basketball team. Jada, you had yourself a pretty impressive week last week in Henning alone. You made six threes, had a few more in the game against Pillager. What was working for you that week? Um, I just had my confidence up and I just shot the ball. What do you like most about the game of basketball? Um, I would say the team. We have the team chemistry and all of us girls get along. What do you like most about your teammates and just being in practice and just being on the team? get along good we all we have fun and yeah and so with the the three-point game and when things are going well for you is there a certain spot on the floor you like to shoot from or is it pretty much anywhere around the arc wherever my teammates find me when you were in that game last week against Henning and you're you know at three number one two three I mean what was it feeling like for you just kind of as that game got going as you got more and more confident I don't really pay attention to where I am in the game I just play by play keep playing and let's get to know some of the other things you do at Wadena Deer Creek. Just let us know the other sports and activities you're involved in. I'm in volleyball and softball and choir. All right. Uh, do you have a favorite class? Um, probably English. Favorite teacher? Hmm. Coach Karen. Just she's my softball coach, and I get along with her good. Favorite movie? Um, Frozen. I like Elsa. And do you have a, a favorite breakfast? When you wake up in the morning on a Saturday, what do you hope uh, is on the table? Waffles. And if you could live any place in the United States, where would it be? Minnesota. I like all the different seasons. Are you a morning person or a night person? I'm a night owl. I like to stay up late and I hate mornings. And what's your favorite candy? Um, Jelly Ranchers. Least favorite candy? I don't think I have one. 
and your favorite athlete. Could be professional, could be local, just who's your favorite athlete, somebody you look up to? I would say my brothers. They always push me to be my best, and my sister. Our Wolverine player spotlight, Jada Dykoff, a sophomore on the girls' basketball team. An impressive week last week with a whole bunch of threes. So, Jada, congratulations, and best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you. There's the final buzzer. Thanks for listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Tune in next Saturday morning for more from the coaches and players. If you missed any of the show or want to listen at a later time, go to wadinaradio.com.